to court. Shola, I don't know if you know you are aware of this story. Um, I understand um, some certain houses have been seized and things like that. Uh, I do understand that um, there's a report that um, some NFF officials um, ran to Asso Rock to try to see, uh, to try to plead for intervention from, from, from above. Um, I don't know, Shola. What's your take on this matter? Okay, um, this has been going on for months now. We've been hearing stories of how um, the NFF executive is being um, investigated. There was a presidential uh, committee, but the person in charge of that committee, I think they, they removed him or the committee stopped work or whatever. Then the ICPC angle has been introduced. We've heard about the EFCC, especially during the battle for the soul of the NFF last year between uh, Chris Giwa and Dalong on oh, one side bad, yes. and uh, Amadri Pedic and, and, uh, and his men on mm. the mm. other side. Now this is the thing. If it is true that these guys are culpable, I think they should have their day in court. I'm not going to join the maddening crowd to just say crucify them, crucify them. But if it is true, they must pay. However, it is not enough for us to have a media trial, you know. I just want Nigerian sports to move forward. So I'm worried that this is even happening in the first place. And uh, the story that you're talking about is them saying that they're going to fight back legally. Mm -hmm. I like that. So that because if I'm guilty of something, I'm not sure I can fight back, you know. But also, it's led to a lot of, there's a ripple effect, you know. And the truth is, whenever these administrators are caught up in this web of uh, legal issues there's only one thing that suffers the game the game will suffer they will not be able to concentrate even when they didn't have legal issues we're not sure we we're getting 100 percent concentration from them now now my question is, is why um as the commission i don't know how true the story is but i understand the commission has seized um, um amadou Penix house that's the in his residence in ikoi um parkview ikoi and i also understand um this is the um, uh, Mr. Diko's house somewhere in River Benway Street. Uh, that's in Abuja, in, in, in Maitama. Yeah, look, like, like I said, I do not know how the ICPC operates in detail. You get, we know that if the EFCC seals, they don't do, do it like this. You get, but the ICPC actually went ahead to deface the perimeter fence and the gate and everything. Maybe that is empowered by law. Maybe they are empowered by law to do that. So I cannot talk about it because I don't think I'm competent enough to talk about okay. it when it comes to talking from a point of authority. But or better understanding as well. But I feel that until someone has been proven guilty beyond reasonable doubt, you shouldn't mete out such judgment to them. You don't go and say you have sealed their houses or their homes or their properties and still now deface it with some graffiti. You understand? But if that's what the law says, well, then we'll live within the confines of the law. Okay, okay. Um, we'll move on to some boxing now. And um, Tyson Fury bulldozes his way past Otto Willen. And towards Deontay Wilder, we know that that fight is a $100 million fight, big um, payday fight. Now, this was a bloody guts and cuts fight, you get me. And um, an interesting watch. It shows a lot of um, hearts. It's shown the man and maturity uh, Tyson Fury has become. Um, I don't know what your take on that game, on, on that fight was, Shola. Yeah, uh, just checking out the Fury's record alone, 30 bouts. You know, he has fought um, 186 rounds. 
he has a 66.67 percent knockout rate mm. you know that's the gypsy king that's the man tyson fury no matter what you say or you've heard about him is that his battles is that his own runnings and he's come out stronger every time at some point he lost his belt you know he it was it was the ruins of our time the ruins who came from nowhere to defeat anthony joshua that's what tyson fury did because he beat someone that everybody felt was unbeatable you know right in his backyard you understand so considering the fact that um, this is a man who's battled through depression um having been stripped of his titles um at some point family issues um you know he had this um he had a good family who stuck stuck by him all through this and come back with such success so yeah that's exactly what i was referring to now that he's had his own issues and he has come up on top every time you know every time he's, he's gone down he's come come back and he's come back stronger you know uh, the, the fight with Deontay Wilder showed you how much of a warrior Tyson Fury is. He, he, he was knocked out. He was knocked down. Yeah. Sorry, not knocked out. Knocked down, and it looked like the eyes had glazed over. It looked like he was out. You know, and he had, they, they were counting him out, and from nowhere, as if he got a prompting from the great beyond, they just told him, "Get up, get up," and he did. You know, he got up and ended up, ended up, you know splitting decisions and sorry ended up with a draw the first draw of his career the first draw of wilder's career they were both undefeated they are still undefeated after he has fought wilder now he has won two fights and he has won both you know so that brings him to 30-0 and of course th that brings wilder up next which because wilder said that he wants to fight all the people that he had fought in the past but he didn't get clear-cut victory he has done one hopefully it might be fury next Okay, okay. Um, I'm talking about the heart of this man. I'm um, the warrior on this man. You can't, uh, you can't overemphasize it. Um, he suffered a huge cut. Um, by, by the way, 47 stitches to that cut um, after after the fight. And uh, with all the blood gushing into his eyes, disturbing his views, um, with the doctors telling him he couldn't continue, he defied all. He defied all that and um, came out with the victory. Um, kudos to Tyson Fury. Um, looking forward to that bout. That bout is coming up in. Um, um, February next year, um, we understand February the 22nd, we will be looking up to up to that fight. Now, talking about still unboxing now, Andy Ruiz Jr. has said he will begin a strict diet this week to prepare for the rematch against Anthony Joshua. However, he has come out and said that was a secret to beating Anthony Joshua, a particular kind of diet. I'm interested to find out what the details of that kind of, that diet is. Uh, but um, this, this is what he was saying um, when both fighters were in Saudi Arabia to promote this fight. Now, this fight is on. We're looking forward to this fight, and it's happening this year. It's happening in December. Are you still confident AJ can get his belts back? And, but AJ is looking good, looking better than he's ever looked. You know, he used to be so muscular, too many muscles, too much muscles um, on him. But these days, he's looking a little um, trimmed and looking good. Um, what's your take on that, Sean? Yeah, Tyson Fury is the uh, IBO heavyweight champion, is the WBA champion, you know, Super World heavyweight title holder and all of that. All of these things have um, culminated in him becoming the biggest boxer out there because he has more belts than any boxer, mm. however, you know. So what, what we're trying mm. to say in essence is that, um, yes, he is a big guy, but I feel that he's a pretender to the throne. This is my personal opinion. You're talking I'm, of Andy Ruiz now, I'm, not I'm Tyson. I'm talking about Andy Ruiz. Yeah. I feel he's a pretender to the throne. 
But I also feel that it was something that the boxing um, world needed at that time, the ability for us to get that shock therapy that will uh, let us know that anything can happen in boxing. In fairness to him, he has a very good record. Uh, he's fought a um, uh, 34 bout and he, uh, he's gone 151 rounds, you know, and uh, he has a 64.71% uh, knockout uh, rate, not too far from Fury's uh, 60 something percent also. So, yeah, that having said that, Anthony Joshua is going to fight the battle of his life. It's going to come out tops. Take that from me and take it to the bank. Then we'll set up that fight next year. By the time they are fought in December, February we will have the elimination bout between Fury and Wilder. Whoever wins should just step into the ring with AJ and we get the undisputed, undisputed boxing, boxing heavyweight champion. champion of the world. Without a doubt, um, the heavyweight division looking, looking and uh, very, very beautiful right now for you boxing fans who love your boxing. Um, we can't look forward to it from December. It is on. Now, moving on, um, Super Eagles manager, Gene Roar, has assured Nigerians, um, football fans, that the problem that plagued the goalkeeping department of the national team is now a thing of the past. Now, we know that um, since Vincent Ayama retired uh, from the Super Eagles, we've had the likes of Ekechuku, Ezenwa, Daniel Akwe. He failed to, 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 to live up to um, expectation. Now, uh, Uzoa came. He was in good form. He had that out in at World Cup. Then, 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 he suffered uh, for his club, his new club. He wasn't getting games. But right now, he's switched back to... Um, his, um, to uh, a club in, in Cyprus where he's getting a good run of games and his form is back. Now, you also know there's a young man called Maduke Okeye who has joined the likes. Now, uh, with that, Kenero um, seems to be confi seems to, to be sure that the goalkeeping position is sorted. What's your take on each other? Uh, the jury is still out uh, on that story about goalkeepers for Nigeria. For me, I, do, I still feel that I, I do not have that confidence that I had in Uzoho a few months ago. I'm worried that um, he's not uh, playing football regularly, and I'm glad that he has started. We'll keep tabs on this. I, I saw Akpei at the weekend in South Africa, and it was uh, not so great for he him. He fumbled it, and he was made to stay scapegoat because um, yeah. I think he got the blame for... Yeah, he was blamed for a certain uh, blunder and everything. But having said that, you know, blunders are a part of the game. No, keep, no goalkeeper goes into a match wanting to commit them but when they happen they happen you know so um sad 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 that um we had that issue but the reason why i brought that up is that i still feel that he's still a part of the setup i feel that um, um what's his name um okoye maduka uh and um and uh, what's his name now the um Ezenwa are the guys that we're looking at mm. however Raw should still expand that dragnet. There's still some local based goalkeepers that I feel should get a look in. You get yeah, because I seem to understand, I seem to wonder is um is, isn't what the best in Nigeria in Nigeria in the Nigerian Premier League? League. I don't think so. You know, there's still some goalkeepers, but hey, let's let's see how he is going to solve this problem. But I know that we have a major crisis there. Okay, okay. Um, now, um, having said that, there were a lot of games. Football games over the weekend in the five major leagues in Europe. Now, we want to do something now, and this we would like to profile the top six of the English league. Now, we know how fantastic the English league is, and um, I'm a huge fan of the English league. Now, 
Um, Liverpool, we know how the how the title race went down last year. Now Liverpool are top. Yeah, Liverpool are top. They are five for five. They they've played five and won five. You know they have fifteen points. You know they they have um, lost none, drawn none. Fifteen goals for fourteen against. Yes. Sorry, four against, mm. which makes them mm. plus eleven. You know, and that's why they are at top of the thing. They've already opened up a five-point gap on their closest rivals, Manchester City. Well, um, I won't write Manchester City off yet, but without a doubt, um, Liverpool have become favourite um, to win the league, um, while Man City have, have, have become the underdogs now. It was a fascinating game um, on Saturday. Um, they, they kicked um, the, the games off against Newcastle. Newcastle... For, um, who pulled off a huge uh, victory away at um, Spurs' um, previous game? Um, they, were, they, 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 they just couldn't hold their own at Anfield because Liverpool were just on a, on, on another level. Considering the fact that New Liverpool and Newcastle actually went ahead. Yeah, look, I, I saw the game live, uh, at least on TV. Liverpool, mm. um, Newcastle gave Liverpool a scare with that early goal, and um, I, I was more concerned about uh, the drama before the international weekend. So all eyes for me, or my own eyes, were on, on Mane on and, and Salah. Salah. Okay. You know, and again, um, Jürgen Klopp, fantastic guy. He had tweaked the team. He had put Bobby Firmino on the bench, yes. you know. And I think something happened and he had to bring Bobby in, mm -hmm. you know. And he explained at the end of the match that he had to do with the fact that he knows that a lot of players have traveled long distances to go feature for their country. So he was trying to ease them back in. But... Those two guys delivered. They got the goals. Money, money with a brace. With, with a brace, you know. Salah with that nice uh, goal. I'm talking of Roberto but Firmino. He also with a beautiful assist. Bobby was assist. amazing. The back heels, mm. you know, the flicks. Ah, it was just beautiful flicks. Was that, that Brazilian flair, you know. And, and you know, this guy doesn't get the kind of um, uh, accolades that he deserves, you know. And um, he just makes. He just makes. He just makes that team. Just, just makes it click. He's Le that. He's Le that thing that Le makes Le them click Liverpool, up front. Liverpool were in a devastating form, coming down, uh, going down one and coming back from one to to put three past uh, their visitors who had hurt them in recent times. You know that Newcastle mm. know how to do these things. And so Liverpool have now gone 14 matches. You know, they they've won their last 14 matches in the Premier League, starting from the previous season. You know, till now they've won 14 on the bounce. And um, if they continue like this, they're going to uh, catch up with uh, uh, Man City, who have done, I think, 18 on the bounce. And they're, they're probably the only ones that have done that much. And they very um, back to back, you know. So let, let's see, let's see how, 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 this, how this goes. It's on the bounce, like back to back to back to back. Back to back to back victories now. Talking about Man City wasn't such a, 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 a good weekend for them as they suffered. Um, they, are Norwich. they suffered their first loss of the season to newly promoted Norwich. Now, Norwich, they've been looking good. We have to we have to emphasize that. Norwich have been looking good. They have a striker in the likes of Pookie. He was the player of the month for last month in the English Premier League. And he started off this month beautifully again with a goal and an assist against champions Man City. Guardiola's Man City. I, I don't know. I don't know what you mean by Norwich looking good. For a team that has played five games and lost three and won only two. I don't know what you mean by looking good. Maybe by Norwich standards, you know, because by Premier League standards, three for for five is not a good record. Three losses out of five games. 
That's what they've done. Just, yeah, but, 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 but they want their to. problems have not been the goals. Their no. problems have been conceding. You said, for some looking, you said they're looking good, and that's a collective way of looking at the team, team not yeah. at the goal scoring or defensive. They are looking good to stay up. Okay, maybe you're trying and to And it's a difficult... You're basically just readjusting what different. you said now. Okay. Because when you said it, it was vague, and you're like, oh, mm. they're looking good. I'm like, how are they looking good? They lost three games out of five. Oh, because they beat Man City now, they're looking good. I don't think so. They have Puki. Even with Puki's goals and him being named the player of the month, they're 13th after beating Man City. So I don't know. Yes, they've been having flashes of brilliance. You know, but I'm not going to cut them any slack until I see them come to the party and come to the party really good. But I know they have a lot of firepower, and um, if they can do something about their defense, I'm sure they will stay in the league uh, this season. But I'm um, talking about Man City right now. Man City seems to be in crisis. They seem to have a defensive crisis um, since um, the, the Frenchman Laporte got injured. Um, I feel, I feel strongly um, um, Pep Guardiola has made the mistake there because he had the chance to dip into the transfer window considering um, Laporte got injured on that week and should have got in, in, in one more defender. Now, um, it was apparent yesterday that it was apparent Oh, it was it was obvious that um, his defense is struggling. Um, the likes of John Stones um, still uh, with so much um, so much prospect, but um, yet so uh, yet so not far. Um, Otomendi, the Argentine, um, his experience not coming to the fold. Um, very very careless mistake there. Uh, someone coming in from the blind side and getting the ball off him to concede the third goal, especially when Man City were getting back into the game. When it seemed like I see it wasn't a big deal, it was Man City they were okay, going to turn so, it over. So. Um this is a, a very painful and shocking fact. The team that uh, Man City put out on uh, Saturday was worth over 400 million pounds. And the team that Norwich City put out was less than 7 million pounds. And with that... They spent 1 million. 1 know, million pounds in the transfer window. That was all with that, spent. With that kind of um, ragtag team, they're able to defeat arguably the most expensive team in the Premier League. It tells you a lot about the character of the Man City team. They have um, depth in their squad, yes, their squad depth, but in what department? Now, statistics have shown that every time you pair Zabayeta, Otomendi uh, and sorry, Stones, uh, every anytime you pair Otomendi and uh, Stones, they will concede. The goals that were scored were defensive errors. By the centre-backs. By both of them. Yes. And they were not in sync. At some point, you will see that Otamendi was pushing forward. And Stones is ideally supposed to cover for him. But he had also moved out and creating a lot of space at the back. And this is how uh, Norwich were able to punish them. Especially know? with the likes of Puki, exploit, exploiting the you space know? in between the defenders. Exactly. So, so uh, Pep Guardiola, he gets a lot of plaudits and accolades. But I think it's not done well. He hasn't. And they have really lost, and this will help them because it's good that they are losing early. You know, they dropped points at home the other week, and people looked away like, okay, Man City now, they'll bounce back. But now they've lost, you know, and now they're trailing by five points. Considering now how tight the race was, um, was last um, here, um, perhaps um, it might be a done deal, but um, you never can write Man City off. Now we're running out of time, and we have, uh, have a couple of other teams to profile right now. Uh, let's move to Tottenham Hotspur, um, um, not London team. Um, 
Yeah, Tottenham most of us, um, they've played five, they've won two, drawn two, lost one, you know, and um, a team that actually splurged during the summer, they got in some very interesting players, they, but their biggest um, transfer success was being able to keep most of their the players, players yeah. you know. I, I saw Son wheel away again, it was just in peril, you know, it was just beautiful to watch that guy, you know, play the way he played. I'm a national fan, and I don't like Tottenham, but I love Son. Yeah, Hurricane was also very beautiful. You know, I, I, this Tottenham team will always fly under the radar. That's what they did last season. They flew under the radar, and they made it into the Champions League finals. You get nobody gave them a chance. This the way they're going now, quietly, they're just putting the points on the board. So, two wins, two draws, and one loss. It's a good one for Tottenham. Okay. Okay. Now, um, and now we'll talk about Arsenal, a whole same old um, things don't seem to go away I with that. I think the next team is Man United, they're fourth. Oh, okay. We're taking it in that order. Oh, okay, let's talk about uh, Manchester United. Same uh, same, same um, number of... Um, I was actually doing it, it's just, um, taking them uh, well. It's well, okay. you started with Liverpool, they're on top. Yeah. You went to Man City, City they're second. Okay, okay. You went to Tottenham, they're third, so let's okay. go to fourth, Man United. Okay. And Man United... I played five, they've won two, drawn two, lost one, ragtag team, shambolic team, struggling at home in games that they should be winning. When it now comes to the games that you would think that they will struggle, they will end up denting so people's records. Working. You know, the way they had started like a house on fire against Chelsea made it look like, oh my God, this team was going to be perfect. Oh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer had the, the keys. Oh, Ole had the wheels, man. Ole is a learner at the wheels, and he doesn't look like someone that knows how to drive this expensive car. I feel that my United need to get a better manager. I feel that they're just going to struggle, and let me see if he's going to prove me wrong. Well, I think they should give him a chance to build this team. Um, he has some young players, but I think um, they didn't do good business in the transfer window. Um, now they have a lot of injury crisis. A lot of a lot of people were expecting them to lose against um, Brendan Rodgers' um, Leicester team um, um, on um, Saturday. Uh, we know how this team, um, Brendan Rodgers, um, sets up his team. He's a very good tactician. But uh, they actually won the game. Um, he had struggled yet somewhat. Yeah, they struggled. Um, at some point, you thought you always felt um, Leicester had a goal in them, but um, it wasn't to be. It was always going to be they, uh, Manchester United's they day. They struggled, but they were also very wasteful, hitting the bar yeah. and all the showboating and everything. You know, so I don't know. I, I just feel that this team is just not it, though. So whoever supports them should just lower their expectations and pray that they finish in the top seven or top eight. Okay, okay, and that's your last prediction. I still think they have a, a, a chance of finishing in the top four. Now, okay, now let's move on to um, Chelsea. Um, Chelsea, I have always been a fan. As since Chelsea started playing this season, I've always had this thing. I enjoy the football. They play a very young team. I'm, I'm going to. And, uh, I'm going to usurp you again, mm -hmm. and go to Leicester, who are fifth on the league, and not Chelsea, because Chelsea are sixth. And Arsenal are seventh. We're trying to profile. We're trying to profile like the, your the, the the top big yeah, six yeah. teams. In, in, in your in mind, mm. in your mind, the big mm. six will not be the six on the league, Abby. No, no, definitely not. We, we all know. We all know. We all know the big six teams. So let's leave this stuff. Let's go. Let's go to Chelsea. Where, I, I where know. What, I know what you're doing. Eligible, eligible Nigerian Tammy well, Abraham yeah, is coming to his own brilliant you, hat trick you guys on the day. You guys should leave Tammy Abraham mm. alone. You should stop talking about Tammy Abraham as a Nigerian. Tammy Abraham has already eligible. I said. Tammy Abraham has already played for England. He played mm. in the junior 
category he has played in the senior. He hasn't played a competitive game yet, but um, I can guarantee you that by the next um, international break, he'll get his England he's debut. Gonna, he's going to get a full debut, and um, and he has already said that he doesn't want to play for Nigeria. He said it before. He has said it again. He doesn't enjoy the attention from Nigeria. He's not interested in playing for Nigeria, and. Apart from the fact that he carries a Nigerian name, I'm just going to enjoy watch this young man play football. He has shown it. He did very well when he dropped down to the championship last season, you know. And uh, sending him out on loan was a fantastic decision that has paid off. He has grown in confidence. The other thing that has paid off for Tammy Abraham is the transfer ban on Chelsea, because I can guarantee you that after losing Eden Hazard, Chelsea had a lot of money from that transaction. And they still have money from the owner. They could have gotten any any attacker they wanted, but because of the transfer ban, people like Tammy, Mason Mount, and Fikayo Tomori are getting a look mm -hmm. in, and these are their academy products. And they're actually doing very well for me. Um, that team is looking very young and looking very good. Um, and perhaps maybe J Gerald, uh, sorry, um, uh, Frank Lampard, Lampard. Frank Lampard might actually, um, actually get this team to tweak and perhaps top four or even more. Yeah. You never can tell. Tam now, quickly. Tammy, Tammy with four goals. Three, four, four. one against. Yes. Well, okay. So, quickly, let's profile uh, the last uh, team on that list. Um, Arsenal. All um, things never seem to go away. Uh, we always know Arsenal will score goals, but they seem to always um, concede too many goals. Um, yesterday, defensive mistakes all around. Uh, trying to play uh, out from Arsenal, the back. Arsenal started the season with two victories back-to-back. -back, and people thought that was a sign of things to come. Then they lost the third game. Then they played two draws on the bounce now, which leaves them on the same points with Leicester, with Man United, and uh, Chelsea. Now, the way that team was set up, it was very interesting. And that's why the first half, I saw the game. I saw the game. The first half was Arsenal all the way. But it looks like uh, Kike took his boys back into the dressing room and gave them some pep talk and showed them some loopholes. And it happened. I was shocked. I think it was a substitution. I, I think, I think on the day, um, our manager... F I was shocked at how Arsenal fell apart in the second half. Having had 50-something percent possession in the first half to what happened. There were over 30 shots at goal attempts by um, Watford. Watford. I, I don't know what happened to Arsenal. They just capitulated. And David Lewis needs to get something into his skull. He is the main man in that defense, so he can't keep just playing around and tackling anyhow. He knew he was in the box when he brought, um, what's his name down, you know, Pereira. He knew, and he was just acting all stupid and all. Why did you tackle him like that? And you know the funny thing? There were three other defenders who could have covered for David Lewis. They were there. It was a tackle he didn't need to make. He didn't, he didn't need to make that tackle. Arsenal would have won that game at least 2-1. You know, bye. That's it. Okay, okay. Um, our producers have told us we've run out of time. That is all we can take for well, today. Well today we're, on, we're on, trouble, on on Phoenix Sports. Um, you can join us again on Friday. Um, like as usual, Femi will be here uh, for Basketball Arena on Thursday. And um, from me to you, do some sports and have a nice week.
Raja. 